Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Victory Church. Today is our worship service number 161, October 27, 2019. I, I would like to invite you, please stand up, and let's give thanks to our good Lord for this beautiful day of life. Dear Lord, we thank you for life. We thank you that you are so wonderful to us. We thank you, Father, that we can be alive and here, ready to worship you, Lord. And we ask you to receive the songs that we bring to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. You're calling me over. You're pulling me close. With love you surround me. You give me hope. Taking me deeper You're making me whole With grace you redeem me You restore my soul Now I'm made new Because of you You hold my head up You remind
I would like you to think of something right now. I want you to please close your eyes and imagine. It Maybe it's a crazy thought, but imagine that this week will be your last week on earth. Imagine for a second that the Lord is going to take you to heaven someday during this week. What would you do at that moment? Something happens and the Lord says to you, come to me. Are you ready? Do you love the Lord with all of your heart that that is what you really want in life to be with Him forever in eternity? I hope you do. What if you join me, lift up your hands and tell Him with your own words how much you love Him. And you say, Father, I know that one day you will call me to be in your presence. I I'm here, Lord. I'm longing for you, Lord. I do want to be in heaven with you forever. If you call me this week, Lord, to be in your presence, I'm ready. Not that I want to leave right away, but if you call me this week, Lord, I am ready. You will take care of everything, Lord, my family, my things, because you are the most important person in my life, Lord. Even with all the love that I have, Lord, for everybody else, you are my true God. You are my destination. You are the giver of life, and you are the source of life, and you are my final stop, Lord. You and your presence. Lord, I give you my heart entirely with no restrictions, no limitations. All of my heart is yours, Lord. All of me, Lord, belongs to you, Lord. I surrender to you. I give you, Lord, myself. I give you everything that I am and everything I possess. I belong to you entirely, Lord. And I know that you have a wonderful plan for my life. I know, Father, you want to give me life for many more years. I know your plan is to use me. Here we are, Lord, your people, willing to serve you, Lord, and to do wonderful things for you. Reign in our hearts, Lord. Be Lord in our hearts, in our lives, that you, Lord God Almighty, will be the inspiration that we want every day. Not things, not stuff, not people, not anything but you, Lord. The inspiration we need every day, Lord, to live and worship you. In the name of Jesus, Lord. We surrender to you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Father, please pour down more of your Holy Spirit in this very moment, Lord, upon our hearts. Remove all sadness from our hearts. Remove all frustration. Remove the pain from our bodies. Receive your healing, my friend. Receive your healing right now. Receive your healing. Let the power of God visit your body. Let the Lord guide you to the next thing you have to do for Him in the kingdom of God. And we worship you, Lord. We adore you, Lord. We receive from you, Lord, the blessings that you have that are wonderful because 
You love us, Lord. And we receive your love right now in this very moment. We receive your love in our hearts. Amen. So we worship the Lord also through our giving, and this is the time to do it. And if you want to help us, please go ahead. You can send a text message to 432-268-0007 or go to our website, vchurch.us, and then you can click on the tab, Give Online, and you can do that. Thank you for the time that you are investing watching this video from Victory Church. We hope that you will enjoy it. Well, the message of today is surprise. Surprise! <laughs> what a title, right? Are you surprised with this title? No. Yes. Yes? No? Shocked. Shocked. Oh. You're shocked. Nice. Surprise. October 27, 2019. This is our worship service number 161. And we thank you, our dear viewers, for watching. Please download the bulletin. You can do it going to the website, vchurch.us. Go to the tab, bulletins, and download the bulletin of today. Surprise. Well, let me ask you something. What do you do when you see a beautiful set of gifts that are given to you? What do you do when someone suddenly brings to you a beautiful package wrapped perfectly and says, this is for you? What do you do? Well, you say, well, if it's my birthday, yeah, that would be good. Christmas? Mother's Day, any kind of celebration, you will understand that that is appropriate. But what if there is no reason behind? What about that? Well, it's special. You're surprised. Now, get this. Sometimes there is a little one in the family, and unexpectedly, he brings something to the mother. And those are beautiful acts. Beautiful. You know what I'm talking about. Kids doing certain things sometimes that we are just touched and moved. And we say, that's sweet. That's sweet. And what about jokes? What about practical <laughs> jokes? You know, sometimes people, you know, do those things to you. I have friends that have played jokes to me like this. Imagine a sausage wrapped in a banana. And you, boom. And you just go, boom. What is that? You know, you are surprised with those kind of jokes. And you say, really, man? Really? Are you serious? You really do this to me? Yeah, that's what we do. But what about the romantic surprises? You know, this man on his knees before the love of his life, this beautiful girl, and he says to her, Will you marry me? Oh, my goodness. And what is the answer? Well, the girl goes, Woo! And sometimes the girl, Me? Are you talking to me, really? Is it me? But what about those surprises that are ugly surprises? What about those things that are surprising you, but they are not nice? What do you do? Oh, I know what we do. We get mad. We don't like the ugly surprise, and we are ready to fight back, right? And what are you doing? Why are you doing this to me? It's not funny, man. It's not funny, mama. You say it sometimes. It's true. It happens. Today, I want to talk to you about how do we respond or what are the three ways that we can react to unexpected things in life. And the first one and the second one, those two, they are not the right way to respond. But, but I'm going to talk to you about it because it's important that you 
understand how we manage surprises. What is the first way that we respond? It's through the emotional reaction. And what is the first thing we do when we respond emotionally? We open our mouth. And usually what happens? Generally, we say something that we regret later. Correct? When we respond emotionally, we just open the mouth and we just say something. And, and most of the time, what we say is not pleasant, unfortunately. Now, after we say those things, things are even worse. Our attitude. Because we are not the kind of people, when we respond emotionally, we are not the kind of people that we admit right away. Oh, that was wrong. I shouldn't say that. No. You know what? We try to convince ourselves that what we say, what we said was right. That person deserved that. And our attitude just makes things even worse. It's until later that we realize that that was wrong. So the first bad way of managing things or how we respond erroneously is through an emotional reaction. Are you with me? Now, there is a second way that we respond. It's through a rational reaction. Now, that doesn't mean that it's reasonable, okay? Rational means that you are using your brain to process certain things. But that doesn't mean that you are being reasonable. It's just that you don't speak right away. Actually, you take your time to, to think about what you're going to say. In fact, you know, our attitude, it is the kind of attitude that generally is vindictive. We don't say much. We just stay there and we start to think, what can I do here? Because this is not going to go away just like that. Oh, no, there is no way I'm going to let this happen just like that. No. And we start to think and process out of anger in a vindictive way. Now, after our attitude is like that, here is the worst part. What we say. Because what we say after that is usually intended for bad. It's just bad intentions in what we want to say. So you see, there are two bad ways to respond to surprises. One is being emotional, and the other that I call the rational reaction. Remember, not the reasonable one. It's just rationally we start to think how we can be vindictive. Now you are thinking, well, let me think if I get it right. When something surprised me in life, I can be emotional. And then I open my mouth, and then I act in a certain way that is not right. So I don't need to go in that direction. Okay. But the other way is being rational and just process how can I be vindictive and get my revenge. And then I will make my statement. But that is not right either. So, so what, is, what is what I can do? Well, here is my suggestion to all of us. is to go through the right reaction. The right reaction has as a first step prayer. Prayer. Because certainly we want to say certain things to the fact of being affected or shocked by this surprise. What happened to you this week? Something that was striking? <laughs> Something that 
you lived and you were like, oh my goodness. So were you emotional? No, I wasn't. Yes, I did. Or were you rational? No, no, no. No, really, I, I was. So wh what was it? I hoped you took the right reaction, that the first thing you did was to go to the Lord in prayer because it's, because it's that exactly what the Lord wants us to do. He understands us, my friends. The Lord understands us that we are hurting sometimes by certain things in life, the injustice of life, the, the way that some people treat us. It's just not fair sometimes. And he understands that. But what he's expecting is that we are going to pray. And when we pray, don't make the mistake of bringing up to the Lord the details of the event and quoting the sentences this person said to you because it doesn't make any sense. First of all, you are just carrying that thing within yourself. Second of all, the Lord already knows. So why are you going to bring it up? What you are going to do is go to the Lord in prayer and you say, Lord, this is awful, but if, if you allow it to happen, I accept your will. I just don't like it. Certainly, I'm hurting, but I accept your will. Why do we have to start by accepting his will? Because, my friends, the Lord is king of the universe. The whole universe is moving the way that moves because of his authority. There is no rain if he doesn't give the order. Our hearts keep beating because he says, keep beating. When he gives the order, everything changes. Everything. Therefore, because we are his, would you say amen to that? Amen. Are you his? He is your Father, your Lord, your God. He is in control of your life. If anything happens, you will say, Lord, I accept your will. You have a reason. I don't get it. But I accept your will. And second, you are going to start thinking, what is what you can learn out of that experience? Why this happened to me? I want to understand where, where all this began. When this person spoke to me that way, what was the context? Did I have bad breath, maybe? Was I in a bad mood? Did I say something wrong to this person? What was the problem? How all that started? And when you pray to the Lord, after you live the experience, before you overreact emotionally or rationally, if you pray and you immediately accept God's will, he will start to show you exactly what is what you need to learn about that situation. Whether it's in the traffic, money management, relationships, work, you just think and you say, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm, I, I'm learning. I see that. <laughs> I see that. That was a mistake. Now, the second thing that you do is you wait on the Lord. And that is so hard. But you know what? If you really want to succeed, you need to learn the importance of waiting on the Lord. You don't go immediately in trying to fix the situation because most of the time, my friends, when we put our hands in those things, we just make things even worse. 
We just need to wait on the Lord, trusting in Him. He's working in our hearts, which is His main objective. I want you to get this. When you go through situations and there are unexpected things happening in your life, the Lord is working in your heart. Do you realize that? That is what He's doing. So once, once you accept His will and you start to learn out of that experience, you, He's working in your heart, you continue trusting in Him, He will do some things in your life. He can fix things in ways that you cannot even imagine. Problems in our homes, problems with our money, problems with our health, issues with vehicles, accidents, working relationships, contracts, anything. The Lord can do wonderful things for you because, first of all, He's working in your heart. You see that? You say, okay, I got it. And after that, He will guide you to do what is right. Because your heart is ready to hear His voice. If you are upset, if you don't let it go, you keep carrying that thing, your heart is not soft. Your heart is not tender. You will not hear His voice. I promise you that. You won't. You are so preoccupied hearing your own self. I remember she said that. I remember he said this. I remember her face. I remember their attitude. I, and you are so preoccupied and overwhelmed with all those things that you can't hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. But when you just wait on the Lord, you pray and say, Lord, I accept your will. I'm going to learn something out of this. I'm going to trust in you. Then he can move and he will show you what is the next move. He will guide you. He will put something in your heart and you say, yeah, I think it's the right thing to do. There is nothing wrong with talking to somebody else, somebody with more experience and say, listen, this, listen, this happened to me. What, what would you say? This week it happened to me something. It was a surprise. <laughs> and I didn't know exactly what was the best thing to do. And I called a couple of people that I trust to discuss this particular matter. And the, their input was great. And I thought, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I spoke with my wife. We were dealing with this situation. And, and you know what? We are going in the right direction with this. Because we tried to hear his voice, and when you keep your heart soft, the Lord will move in your life. He will talk to you. You will know it is the right thing to do. But I want to share with you today five examples of characters in the Bible which their reactions are fascinating. Are you ready for this? It's a quick journey, guys. I cannot go through all the whole details, but let's just start with Jonah. You can read the story of Jonah in the book called Jonah. <laughs> it is an interesting story. It's the story of a guy. Let's read the character's details here, okay? This guy is a guy that is not involved in church, okay? It's just an average guy, a regular guy. A regular guy that had issues with attitude, you know? He had an issues. He had issues with the way to respond and manage things. And the Lord knew it. So there was a town called Nineveh, Nineveh, and the Lord said, I, I need somebody to go and preach there. And because the Lord has a fantastic sense of humor, <laughs> he didn't pick a priest or a prophet, somebody very spiritual. No, the Lord picked Jonah, this average guy 
who was not necessarily trained to preach. And the Lord said, John, I want you to go to, Nin to Nineveh, and I want you to go and preach them, tell them to repent. Otherwise, I'm going to destroy them. So as you know, Jonah's reaction was a poor reaction. The first reaction was, why me? Wh why? That's not my job. I'm not a priest. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a prophet. I'm not involved in church. Why me? I don't want to. He refused to do what the Lord said, and he started hiding, ended up in a boat, boat that is about to sink, and then is when he reveals himself why he was in the boat. And then the, the sailor said, you better get out of here. So the guy now is in, in the water going down. And if you read the story, it says that when he was there, he saw stuff out there, down there, in the bottom of the ocean. And there, when he saw all that, guess what happened? <laughs> it's the humor of the Lord. He sent a big fish. More likely was a whale, because, you know, they are mammals, so they breathe oxygen like we do. And this big fish opened the mouth and swallowed, what is the word? Swallow. Swallow Jonah. And now Jonah is there, imagine, floating, <laughs> inside of the fish, what's going on? What's going on? Can you imagine being yourself, Jonah? No. <laughs> And you are thinking, my gosh, first God spoke to me, and then I'm in the boat, then I'm in the water. I'm thinking I'm going to die, and now I'm in this thing. What is happening? Lord, please forgive me. Help me, help me. Three days he stayed there because of a bad reaction, you know. He didn't want to do what the Lord was telling him to do, so here we go. So three days later, here is the fish. And boom, vomited all whatever was in his stomach, including Jonah. And here's Jonah swimming now, going, going to the shore. <sighs> Thank you, God. Thank you, God. So imagine he's out, right? And now he's in the shore. <sighs> oh, praise God. <sighs> I made it. <sighs> That's not nice. <sighs> That's not funny, Lord. What? You gotta be kidding. Really? You wanna go back to? Okay, I'm going. Okay, so here we go. And it took him several days again to go through the whole town telling them if you guys don't repent, God is gonna destroy you. Destroy you. And here is Jonah. Finally, he's doing God's will, right? Well, the miracle happened, people repented. And now the news Jonah, it's okay. You did a good job. I forgive these people. <laughs> really? Really, God? Kill them. Kill them. Jonah, what's wrong with you? Well, look what happened to me. You put me through all that, and now you, you want to forgive them? I knew it. I knew it. That's why I didn't want it to come. But you always act that way. I just, I don't like this, you know? You know what? You know what? I just disagree with you, okay? Just so you know. Jonah's reaction. That sounds like somebody that you know? I don't know. Second example. A better reaction is Paul. Acts chapter 9. He is someone that really wants to do God's will. 
Paul was a Pharisee. He was trained in Judaism. He wanted really to serve God, but he was in the wrong path, like many of us. Maybe you, my friend, watching and listening, you are one of those. You truly want to do God's will, but you are not in the right path. Well, Paul lived the same experience. Many of us live the same experience. Guess what happened? He is on his way to Damascus, and then he's in a horse, and there is a tremendous light that hit him, and boom, again, another guy going to the ground. And when he's on the ground, he says, what's going on? And then the Lord Jesus show up. And the Lord says, why are you fighting against me? Who are you? I'm Jesus. You are Jesus? Wow, I'm sorry. The Lord instructed him what to do. He got blind. Up chapters 9, 10, etc. told us the story, what happened to Paul, how the Lord sent people to heal him. And now he knew the, the truth that Jesus is our Savior. He wanted to go to God, but what is what the scripture says? There is no other way. There is just one way, one name, and the name is Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> there is no other way. Oh, but you know what? Being a good person will take me to heaven. It doesn't matter what church do I go. The important is to believe in God. That is what many people think. But everyone will live his own light horse falling, getting blind, to be healed, to realize there is only one way to go to heaven. Whether you like it or not, my friend, and his name is Jesus, and he loves you. Well, Paul got healed, and then he started his new career. Now he knew what to do in his ministry. <laughs> He's happy. There is one guy, Barnabas, who was training him. He taught him several things, but at some point, Paul needed to do his own research. The right reaction to surprises in life. Most of the time, when you want to do the right thing, you need to go to the lonely place where you have to pray. You have to do it. Sometimes couples, husband and wife, they think, yeah, it's a new life. Let's start the new life together. And it's true. But sometimes, you know, my friends, it's not like that. It has to be just one, just you. That is what Paul did. He learned that he needed to do it by himself. And Galatians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, tells us one example that after 14 years, he came back to Jerusalem. How many years, I said? 14. Now, this is the interesting part. New believers, finally, they are in church. They are worshiping God. And two weeks later, they want to teach the pastor things. How about that? Two weeks later, after they started to come to church, they want to tell the pastor why he's wrong about this and why he's wrong about that. A true believer takes his time in the presence of God because the Lord doesn't rush anybody. He won't. You need to understand this. The Lord is not desperate to save the world. Do you get that? Amen. The Lord is not in his throne. I get what I'm going to do. All these people is dying. Oh, my gosh, I'm so desperate. Angels do something. Let's figure it out. You know, 
The Lord is not acting that way. He already paid the price. He already sent his son Jesus. There are millions of believers around the world. There are hundreds of YouTube channels, apps, churches all over the world. There are millions and billions of Bibles spread all over the planet. You know, the Lord has done his part. He is not desperate. It takes his time. And he needs to train his people. Time is a key in your own development. Take your time. Paul did that. 14 years later, after so many things that he lived, he was well trained and he was absolutely useful in the hands of God. He is considered one of the architects in the doctrine, the Christian doctrine. Most of the letters in the New Testament were written by him. Time. Say with me, time. time. Take your time. Take your time. That doesn't mean you are dumb. Okay? That doesn't mean you don't know things. No. But you need to take your time. Take your time. In the right time, the Lord will show you exactly what is the right thing to do in every situation. And yes, you all are more than welcome to talk to me, call me, text me, have a cup of coffee and say, Gian, I would like to talk with you about certain things. What is this deal about the, the communion in this, in this other way? Well, Gian, tell me about the, the baptism. I want to discuss these things because you know this and that. Hey, Gian, I want, I want to talk about the money. Can you talk about money with me? How the church is being managed? I want to know more, more about this, about that. Yeah, feel free. I want every one of you to feel free to talk to me about it and spend time with me. I love that. It's my favorite thing. I just love spending time with my people, with you, friends, talking about the scripture. Of course, I want to help you. I want to see you getting better. But once we talk about your personal things, my, my next thing is, you know what I am thinking all the time? Okay, bring it up. Bring it up. Come on, ask me a theological question. Let's go to the Bible, please, please. That's what I am thinking. Most of the time it doesn't happen because everyone is so preoccupied with his own self that doesn't think about the scripture or stuff, about the Lord or the Bible or the, or the church. You see? And I understand because it takes what? Time. I wait. I pray for each one of you and I wait. And the same thing goes to you, my viewers. I know there are hundreds watching. I'm in no rush. I'm going to wait for you. I'm waiting for you. But I got you. I know you will come. I got your number. Paul, third example, Lydia. Lydia is a different case. She is a business person. The book of Acts, chapter 16, verses 14 and 15, tells us the, her story. She is involved in commerce. And one day she was there doing her businesses, and then Paul is preaching the gospel. Did you hear the name? Yeah. Who was it? Paul. Uh -huh. Paul is preaching, and now Lydia hears the news about Jesus, the Son of God, and she repented. He, she decided to go to the baptism waters. And then she says, Paul, Polly, <laughs> sir, I want to ask you something. And Paul says, yes, ma'am, what can I do for you? Well, do, do you like food? What? Yeah, do you like food? You kidding? Of course I like food. 
you know, Gian and I, we, we are in the same level of spirituality. We love food. <laughs> well, that is wonderful. And why is that, Paul says? It's wonderful because I, I have food for you. Lydia decided to bring Paul and the rest of the team with them to eat and have fellowship. Actually, Lydia, because she had money, she was willing to finance many of the missionary work they did in Asia and in the Middle East. Surprise! Surprise! A business person listening to the news about Jesus, the Son of God, and now says, how can I help? I have money, and I thank you. You know that I am talking to you. Thank you for your offer this week. I appreciate that. That was wonderful. And yes, we will do some projects together for the church. That is exactly what happened to me this week. Somebody said to me, I love what you are doing on, on these things. I watch these things and I review and revisit the videos and I watch them and watch them. Now I want to do something about it. I want to give. What do you need? Tell me. What do you need? How much do you want? And I'm like, easy, easy, easy. I'm not here for that. But certainly Lydia reacted the right way. Like all of us, right? We all, in a little way or big way, and everyone according with his possibilities will help the church. And that's beautiful. Right reaction. Next reaction is, what is the word that this, this guy named in English? Philemon. 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 You know, this is not a book in the Bible. What? I thought the Bible only had books. Well, it's called book, but it's not really a book. Like Romans and Galatians, they are letters or epistles. Okay? That is a letter that Paul wrote or Peter. How many letters Peter wrote? <laughs> Two. Right? First and second. How many letters John wrote? Three. First, second, and third John. James, he wrote one. And Paul wrote most of them. One of those letters is Philemon. And this is what he says. Philemon, I have a request. I met a guy here in prison. His name is Onesimus. It seems to be that he was one of your slaves. I understand that he messed up big time. Well, guess what? He became a believer now. And his time in prison is up. He's about to go free. And guess what? He wants to come back to you. So I want you to do me a favor. So here's Philemon in his house reading Paul's letter. You know, Paul and Philemon were great friends. Paul introduced the gospel to Philemon. So here's Philemon, right? Surprise! There is a letter in the mail, you know? So you know there is no envelope. It's a roll. So you scroll, unwrap the thing, opens, you know? Philemon, and I'm glad, and then he's reading about Onesimus. What? The family says, I cannot believe this. What? You remember Onesimus? Yeah, that ugly slave that we had here, the one that did so many things, and finally he escaped, and he took all that, and he did so many bad things to you. Yeah, Paul knows him. 
Good, good. So Paul is going to take care of him. <laughs> no, it's not exactly that what he says. What, what is what he says? Well, he said that Onesimus became a believer. What? But he's a slave. <laughs> Isn't it that what we say? But he is from this group. How he can be a believer? But he's poor. He's short. He's skinny. He's Mexican. He's white. He's yellow. He's black. He's brown. He's, we say any number of things. How he can become a believer? Well, hello! The gospel is for everybody. Rich, poor, black, short, fat, skinny, with or without education, is for everybody. The salvation is for everybody. And then here is Philemon says, what else? Well, now he says that. <laughs> no, no, I can't believe it. I can't believe what he said. Paul, please don't do this to me. Please don't do that to me. What is it? He wants me to accept Onesimus back at the house. No, that is impossible. Is he for real? Show it to me. Show it to me. Here. Do you read Greek? <laughs> Dang it. I cannot believe it. He's asking me to receive Onesimus back? Yes, he is. What you gonna do? I don't know. The worst part is Paul is coming to. Ah! <laughs> True reactions. True reactions to surprises. What a big surprise, right? And the last one, Peter. Peter, as you know, was this very emotional guy, right? He was always spontaneous. Like some of us, right? Who wants to help? I'll go. Who wants to do this? I'll do it. Who wants, we know. Who wants to say something about it? Somebody, you know. Do you know somebody like that? Very spontaneous. Ready to do anything. Peter. Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to 33. Tells us that disciples went into the lake, in the water, in the boat, instructed by the Lord Jesus, who stayed where he was just finished preaching. So all the disciples are there, and suddenly they see the things are not going well. There is a little wind blowing there. They're in the boat thinking, what's going on? It's in the middle of the night. Where is the Lord? Where is the Lord? While they are discussing all that, somebody says, look, there is a ghost there. Where? There. Do you see that? What is, what is it? My goodness. Somebody is there. Where? Underwater. No, you got to be kidding. No, for real. Somebody's underwater. No, that can be, that is not possible. You don't remember Newton's laws? Gravity? <laughs> it's impossible. Really? And then he waves. Is the Lord. The Lord Jesus is walking. My goodness. Oh, wonderful. He is really awesome. Peter, of course, looked at the guys. I'm going to get there. No, Peter, don't do that. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Let him come. I mean, he is the son of God. Chill, man. Chill out. No, no, no. I got to go. I got to go. Are, are you really? Who we think you are? Yeah. Can I go there? I would like to go there. <laughs> sure. Come here. Okay. 
Peter, don't do it. Don't do it, Peter. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. Here you go. Okay, first step. Wow. It's real. Come, come. Okay, I'm going. I'm going. Second step, guys. Here is Peter in the water. My gosh, this is awesome. This is awesome. Third step. And he's going, walking on the water towards the Lord. The Lord is on this side just waiting for him with a big smile. So pleased to see the faith of Peter, right? The disciples are in the boat just looking at Peter and they go, Woo! Woo! Wonderful! And they, they start to say, Peter! 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 And Peter, yeah! Yeah! So excited, right? Instead of keeping his eyes on the Lord, he starts looking at the guys. I'm good, right? I'm good. And then he sees the waves, the wind. My gosh! And then suddenly he starts to go into the water, sinking. And then he yells. And he says, Lord, save me, save me. Immediately, the Lord Jesus grabbed him and said, it's okay, Peter, it's okay. Because when we react sometimes with so much faith, we get so enthusiastic, right? And we say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give that. I'm going to work. I'm going to serve. And all that. And people are cheering up us. Is that the right way to say it? Cheering, cheering us up. Cheering up. Whatever. <laughs> We are so excited, right? And they are telling our names, right? Melanie, Melanie. And we are, yeah, yeah. We hear the voices. We see the posts. We see the tons of likes there. Chad, Chad. Yeah, yeah. We get so excited, right? Tia Katie, Tia Katie. We are so excited. And then at some point, we lose focus. We forget that we need to keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus. We see everything. We hear the voices of people. We see the circumstances, and then is when we go down. That is the problem. We need to keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus. What is the right reaction? We discussed this before. You remember the two things we have to do? The first one is what? It's to pray. Accepting God's will, learning from that experience, and after pray, we wait on the Lord. Because we need to learn to trust in Him. He will guide us to do what is right. Matthew 14, 32 and 33 says, After Peter and Jesus were in the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples in the boat worshipped Jesus and said, You really are the Son of God. And that's all that we need to do, friends. Just say, Jesus, I'm here. I believe in you. These wins, these surprises are not going to really surprise me. Because I'm going to keep my eyes on you. It doesn't matter, friends. If the environment is hostile around you, it doesn't matter if somebody eventually don't, doesn't like you anymore. It doesn't matter if your supervisor suddenly is just ignoring you. It doesn't matter if the balance in your account is just going down and down and down. It doesn't matter if your health is not as great as it used to be. We just keep our eyes on the Lord and say, Lord, you really are the Son of God.
And if today you want to experience that salvation, this is the perfect moment. I'm going to have a screen here on the screen a prayer. Pray with me. Say with me these words to have eternal life. Experience the forgiveness of your sins in the name of Jesus. Would you read with me this prayer? Let's do it. Dear God, I realize that in the past, my reactions have not been always the right way they should be. It is a fact that my mouth has betrayed me and hurt people. I am so sorry about that, Lord. I need to be right with you. Please, Lord, forgive me for all my sins. I know that Jesus paid the price for my salvation. I open my heart to you, Lord. Please help me, Lord, to become the person you want me to be. In the name of Jesus, I surrender to you. Amen. Receive the forgiveness of your sins by faith in the name above all names, the name of our hero, the name of our Lord, the name of our Savior. That is why we can declare all together, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. Therefore, I can also declare my life is going to be great and blessed this year, 2019. Amen. Friends, thank you so much for coming up to church. You are blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You have a beautiful weekend. Enjoy your family and friends. Amen. Let's give a hand to the Lord. Amen. so much your time invested with Victory Church in Odessa, Texas.